starts with D and ends with T. That's dress, the greatest suds discovery in 2,000 years. Dress brings you the life of Riley. Dreft, D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle for washing silks, woolens, nylons, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Whenever Chester A. Riley entertains you at dinner, he dishes out large portions of everything, especially advice. Tonight, the Rileys have as their guest a young man who works at the aircraft plant with Riley. Oh, that sure was a swell dinner, Mrs. Riley. Oh, thank you, Tommy. Glad you enjoyed it. Peg, you take Tommy inside and I'll go dish up the coffee. We don't drink our coffee at the table, Tommy. We always have it after dinner in the library. Library? Yeah, that, that's our library over there. Two Esquires on top of the radio. Oh, <laughs> Riley. Gee, you've got a swell house here. You know, my wife would give anything to have a home like this. Well, she'll have one, Tommy. Just be patient. You're young yet. Peg's right. Owning your own home is a big responsibility. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It certainly is. Washing windows, mowing the lawn, fixing screens, unblocking the sink. Eyes <laughs> the man down. Sometimes when we have a date, I have to hang around for hours waiting for Peg to get through. Well, I know there's a lot of work, but it's better than living with your in-laws. Oh, I didn't know you lived with your in-laws. Ever since we got married. It isn't easy. Oh, I don't know. You could be worse off than living with your in-laws. You could be living with, uh... Well, you could be living down in, uh... You could be dead. <laughs> Don't pay any attention to him, Tommy. Why, when Riley and I first got married, we lived with my folks. Sure, and we got along fine with them. They loved me insanely. <laughs> her father was even more insane to me than her mother. Yeah, but, gee, my wife's father, well, he keeps reminding me that I'm dependent on them, like he's giving me charity. Oh, you mustn't feel that way. Well, you're going at this all wrong, Tommy. You see, I knew how to talk to Pig's old man. Now, just a minute, I said... So what if you're giving me free room and board? I'm entitled to a break. After all, I took your daughter off your hands. Why, you never said any such thing. Well, maybe not those words exactly, but I put him in his place, and that's what you got to do, Tommy. Yeah, I guess so. I'll go get us some hot coffee. It's freezing in here since I fixed that heating system. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, gee, I wish I was like Mr. Riley. You know, not afraid of anybody. Tommy... Would you like to hear how Riley really handled his in-law problem? Well, he just said yes, that Yes, he... I heard what he just said, but he left out a few details. Well, sure. I'd like to hear all about it. Well, when we first got married, we had to live with my folks. Riley didn't have a job. I kept on with my job, of course. I didn't make enough to pay rent on a place of our own. Living with my folks wasn't very pleasant. I remember one night... Oh, hello, dear. Any luck? No, I walked my feet off. Oh, it's no use, Peggy. I guess I might as well face it. I'm a failure. You are not. You'll connect one of these days. You'll see. Oh, Peggy, my wonderful darling wife. Here I am broke. I haven't worked a day since we're married. 
And you're so sweet to me. Oh, if we could only go on like this forever. Well, sit down, Chester. Mom and sister out visiting, but Pop will be home any minute. Then we'll have supper. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Peggy. I got something for you. Here, Angel. Roses! Oh, Chester, they're beautiful. Chester, you spent your lunch money on me again. No, no, no. I didn't pay for them. You know in the park where they got a design of Mayor Noonan's face made with roses? Yes. Well, from now on, the mayor's name is No-Nose Noonan. <laughs> Don't be mad, Peggy. Oh, I forgive you. Here, Chester, for the roses. Oh. Tomorrow the mayor's going to be bald-headed. <laughs> oh, well, sit down. Here's the evening paper. Oh, thanks. Oh, this is living, Dumplin'. Oh, good evening, Papa. Good evening, my dear. Good evening, Papa. Hmm. Almost ready, Papa. Why don't you sit down? How can I when somebody who doesn't pay a cent toward the rent is sitting in my chair? Oh, Papa, please. Oh, I- I'm sorry. Here's your chair, Papa. And don't call me Papa. Uh, y- yes, sir, Mr. Barker. Well, supper's practically ready, Papa. You read your paper. How can I when somebody who isn't paying a cent toward the rent has already got it? <laughs> oh, Papa, why are you always picking on Chester? He's trying to get a job. He just has no luck. No luck. He's just lazy. Chester is not lazy. No, he isn't, huh? I met Mr. Pryor today. Told me he offered that husband of yours a job in his theater as an usher, and he turned it down. Oh, Chester, why didn't you take it? Well, I already seen the picture. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, any, anyway, it was only temporary until the regular usher got back from lunch. Oh, alibis, always alibis. For somebody who doesn't oh, pay a... Oh, Papa, side... you say that once more. Oh! Now, look what you've done, you chiseler. Why did I ever let my daughter marry a nincompoop like you? Now you're going a little too far. You can call me a chiseler. You can call me a loafer. But you've got no right calling me an nincompoop when you know yourself I ain't got no income. Don't cry, Dumplin'. Don't be mad at me. Oh, it, it's not you, Chester. I, I just can't bear it living with my folks this way. Oh, it ain't so bad, Peggy. I'm getting used to sleeping on the living room couch. And you've got a bed all to yourself in your sister's room. <laughs> well, don't you like sleeping with your sister? to get a place of our own. Well, I know, Dumplin'. We've been saying that all along. Yes, but now there's a special reason. You see, well, we'll need more room. There's there's someone coming to sort of visit us. Oh, that's nice. When? In about six months. Anyone I know? Well, not exactly. Well, that's okay. Your friends are my friends. <laughs> but uh, can't he postpone his visit for a year or two? Oh, Chester, you don't understand. I, I got some news for you. It's a surprise. Hank, you don't mean... I'm going to have a baby. You... Oh, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
For a minute there, I thought you lost your job. <laughs> but before you're worrying about it, a baby, why... A baby! A, a baby! Peg, I'm going to have a baby! Don't move, Peg. I'll carry you to the hospital. Oh, <laughs> Chester, it won't be for quite a while. Oh, Peg, darling, it's wonderful. A baby. And it won't be like the wedding ring I gave you. We'll own the baby outright. <laughs> Gosh, a baby. What time will it be? Well, I don't know yet, Yeah, really. I hope it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're glad, Chester. But now you see why we just have to get a place of our own. Yeah, well, we'll move out of here first thing tomorrow. I'll get a job. This baby's going to change our luck. I'll get a job, you see. Oh, I know you will. And it doesn't have to pay very much because I'll go on working. Oh, no, 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 you won't. Oh, but no. I can work. No, no, nothing, nothing doing, sweetheart. From now on, you're staying home. I want you to be right there with the baby when it's born. must be over. Oh, Chester, what kind of a job? How much will you get? What do you do? Oh, it's a swell job. I'm a milkman. I got my own route, and I work on commission. The more I sell, the more I make. Oh, Chester, I just know you're going to make lots and lots of money. And you know what I'm going to do with my first pay? You can start paying some rent around here. Oh, no, no. We've got an apartment of our own now. We have? Yeah, I just rented it. It's, a, it's just a small place, only 15 a month. Back our stuff, Peg. Oh, Chester, I'm so happy. Isn't it wonderful, Papa? Well, the least you can do, Papa, is wish you good luck. Yes, good luck, Peggy. What about Chester? Huh. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. Well, here's the place, Duncan. Well, it's sort of out of the way, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a very quiet neighborhood. It'll be good when the baby comes. Well, come on, let's go take a look at our little penthouse. Well, all right. Let's go up. But not up, but down. Down? Yeah, well, you, you see, it's a sort of underground penthouse. Come on, it's just one flight down. You mean it, it's in a basement? Well, yeah, but, but that's good for the baby. He won't be able to fall down the stairs. Well, here it is. Wait, I'll open the door. It, it just needs a little oil. <laughs> well, how do you like it, well, it, it's so dark. There, there isn't much light. I guess our electric bills will be pretty high. Oh, no, they won't. We ain't got electricity. <laughs> we got gas. See? Well, what do you think of it? The kitchen's behind that curtain. And the bathroom's behind that curtain. And the bedroom's behind that curtain. And that sofa can be fixed in a jiffy. I'll, I'll get a little hair for my horse's tail and stuff it. Believe me, Peg, there's nothing wrong with this place that a little paint, glue, nails, glass, and varnish can't fix. Well, what do you think of it, Peggy? Oh, I like it. Well, gee, Peggy, I, I know it ain't the nicest place in the world, but it's all our own. And it's very convenient. It's very close to the subway. What's that? 
the subway. <laughs> it's right under it. Oh, oh, Chester. But don't worry, it's only every five minutes. No, that came from above. We're under a bowling alley. <laughs> We're also near the East River. <laughs> Gee, I, I didn't realize. I, I guess it ain't so nice after all. Oh, no. Now, stop talking like that. We, we can fix this place up fine. And the most important thing is we have a place to ourselves. Oh, so, here you are. Oh, so this is the kind of a hole you expect my daughter to live in. But, Papa... Be quiet, Peggy. I'm going to tell that husband of yours exactly what I think of him. Riley, you're nothing. <laughs> and not only that, you are a... <laughs> and what's more, you ought to be... <laughs> Would you mind repeating that? <laughs> Why, you... Peggy, get your things. You're coming home with me. Oh, please, Papa, give Chester a chance to make good. We want our own place, please. Well, all right. You've got one week, Riley. And if you haven't got a decent place for her to live in, she's coming home. And that's final. There goes the door. That home wrecker. Well, don't you worry. We'll get out of here soon. We'll show Papa. You'll make good. You're just saying that to make me feel good. I am not. Why do you think I married you? For my looks? No, darling. <laughs> no. I married you because you're going to be a big success. You've got personality and ambition and brains. Oh, Dumplin. Keep on lying to me. I love it. <laughs> We'll bring in the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Now, ready, attention, here comes Dreft. Dreft, Dreft, Dreft your dishes and oh how they shine, shine without wiping in half of the time and look bright, right. So don't you get left, get Dreft. Yes, ladies, get Dreft and dishes will look their shining best even without wiping. It's no wonder women call Dreft the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. Why, Dreft makes even plain, everyday glasses sparkle like the finest crystal, whether you polish them or not. You know why? Well, listen. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's Sudsy Miracle, is different from any soap you ever used. All soaps leave a cloudy film on dishes, film you have to polish off, but not Dreft. Dreft's amazing suds rinse clean and clear. Yes, ladies, that's the answer. Wash them in Dreft suds and dishes and glasses wear their prettiest sparkle, polished or not. And say, Dreft gets rid of grease the way no soap in the world can do. Dreft's kind of hands, too. So, ladies, try Dreft for your dishes. Join the march to Dreft bright and early Monday morning. Get Dreft and enjoy dishes that shine even without wiping. Remember, don't you get left, get Dreft. <laughs> Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Gosh, you and Mr. Riley sure were in a spot with him broken all. Oh, yes, Tommy. It was pretty awful for us newlyweds. 
My father gave Riley one week to get us a decent apartment, or else I'd have to go home and live with my folks. Meanwhile, poor Riley was worried sick about making good in his new job as milkman. But I guess he came through okay. Well, he worked hard for a whole week, 12 hours a day. And then that night he came home, and I was waiting for him. Well, yeah, but, but wait, Peg. Don't tell me how much you made. Let me open it. I want to be surprised. Oh, I'm so excited. It's empty. Surprise? <laughs> but I, I don't understand. Well, drivers only get $4 basic pay plus commission on all the milk we sell. And I didn't sell any. None at all? Well, I did sell a quarter day to myself for lunch. And that's all? Yeah. I didn't want to worry you, Peg. I didn't tell you. I got the worst route in the city. On my route, they don't go for milk. It's mostly the beer drinking set. <laughs> oh, cheer up, Dumplin'. At least I made my $4 basic pay. But where is it? Well, there's a few deductions. They took up two and a quarter for my uniform, and a dollar for two tickets to the milkman's ball, 25 cents for the pension fund for me, and 50 cents pension fund for the horse. Believe me, I wish I was a horse. Chester, oh, what do we do? What do we tell Papa? He'll be here tomorrow. I'm going out again right now. Maybe if I sell a lot of milk today, he won't think I'm as big a failure as I really am. Ain't it awful, Daisy? Five hours already, and I ain't sold a bottle. Whoa, Daisy, I better phone Peg and tell her how I'm doing. Whoa! Whoa, Daisy. Hey, hey, kid, hey, you over there. Yeah? What do you want, white pants? Well, I, I gotta make a phone call. Watch my wagon, will you? Sure, mister. I'll take care of your wagon, but good. I'll be right back. Oh, boy, what a setup. <whistles> hey, fingers, fatso, mugsy. Free milk, come and get it. Hey, what's that snake eyes? Ah, some dumb cluck left me to watch his cow juice. Come on, we gotta wake fast. Ah, who needs milk? There's nothing on fire. Oh, don't be a dope. We can sell it for a nickel a bottle. Come on, grab the stuff. Hey, Muggs, give me a hand with this cake. Boy, what a soft touch. Hey, watch it, gang. Here comes a guy. Hey, hey, what are you boys up to? Nothing, Mr. Honest. Where are you going with that milk? Uh, uh, the, the driver said we could take it. Free. He's giving it to you? What's this driver's name? Oh, I don't know, mister, but he's real sweet. Hey, there's his name on this card in the wagon here. Chester A. Riley. Chester A. Riley, huh? And he's giving you all this milk? Yeah, for our little baby brothers and sisters and all the poor hungry kids in the neighborhood what ain't got no milk. Honest, I ain't had a schooner of milk in weeks. <laughs> oh, no. For Pete's sake, kid, don't start crying. I think it's a great idea. Come on, I'll help you. Well, here I am, Daisy. Hey, where did the kid go? I, I told him to wait. Well, say, you know, Daisy, the inside of this wagon looks different. There's something missing. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something. My, my milk! My milk is gone! Help! Police! I've been milked! <laughs> oh, 
Daisy, what'll my boss say? It's bad enough I can't sell the milk. Now I lose it. Oh, Daisy, it's, it's hopeless. I'm, I'm just a failure. I wind up digging ditches. And what's wrong with digging ditches? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, Digger, I feel terrible. A bunch of kids just stole all the milk off of my wagon. Oh, you're in the wrong business. They wouldn't dare steal anything from my vehicle. All those kids, they put me in a terrible spot. Yes, children can be aggravating. Yesterday, a gang of hoodlums stole a sign from an employment agency and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was devastated. Well, why? What did the sign say? We guarantee to place you in a permanent position. (laughs) I'll probably get fired now. Oh, you can always work for me. I can use a live man down at my place. Well, thanks, Digger. Maybe I will come down to your place when I reach the end of my rope. Good. I'll be looking for you. Worst thing is, now I'll have to go back and live with my in-laws. You have my deepest sympathy. When I was first married, I moved in with my in-laws. And I also did my work there. Uh, Did they pick on you? Yes. They objected to the way I left things lying around the house. (laughs) Tell me, Riley, as friend to friend, could you use a little money? Well, well, no, no, thanks, Digger. I'll I'll be all right. You know the old saying, you can't keep a good man down. Would you care to bet? (laughs) Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Mr. Manager. I'm sorry I'm late. Oh, it's you, Riley. I've been waiting two hours to check you out. I got a good mind to report you to the board. Well, come on, let's have it. How many bottles do you get rid of? All of them. All of them? Yeah. On that route? Well, you're okay, Riley. Where's the cash? Well, you see, uh, I, I haven't got any. You haven't got any? Yeah. You got rid of the milk, didn't you? Yeah, but you see... Now, don't try to tell me you were robbed. I'm wise to those tricks. But I was... You're fired, uh, Riley. You have that dough here by tomorrow, you'll wind up in jail. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, so long. Get out. What's going on here, Joe? Oh, hello, Chief. I just fired this dope here. He means me. (laughs) Well, what are you hanging around for? Beat it, stupid. Hey, Joe, uh, where's this driver, Chester Riley? That's him. Stupid. What? How dare you call my friend Riley stupid? Riley, I'm J.B. Trotter, president of the company. Sit down, my boy. <laughs> Have a cigar. But he gets it. But, Mr. Trotter, this... Shut time... up, Joe. Look, Mr. Trotter, I can explain about the milk. You don't have to, Chet, my boy. It's all here in the paper. Smart of you to tell that reporter. They put it in the paper? Now listen to this. Kind-hearted milkman gives free milk to hungry babies. Chester A. Riley of Sunbeam Dairies, and so on and so on and so on. Yes, it's all right there on the front page. Why, new orders have been pouring into the office by the hundreds. Thanks to you, Chet. <laughs> and you thought of this all by yourself. Well, but you don't understand. You, you think that I... 
Look, Mr. Trotter, my mother brought me up never to tell a lie. And if I told one now, she'd never forgive me. So listen, you see? You see? Yes, sir, I thought of this all by myself. <laughs> oh, mother, please forgive me. Here it is, Peg. Here we are, our new apartment. Oh, Chester, it's beautiful. But I still don't understand. It all happened so quick. Dumplin, I keep telling you, my boss thinks I'm a big hero. He's given me a swell job on salary. So I went right out and got this apartment. Oh, we're so lucky. Yeah. But, but the best thing of all, we won't have to live with your father. <laughs> oh, I... I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it wonderful to be happy? <laughs> Good evening, Peggy. Oh, Papa. They told me at the old place I'd find you here. Riley? Now, wait a minute, Mr. Parker. I made good. I got us a nice home now. Yes, a fine place, Chet. Absolutely beautiful. I always knew you'd make the grade, son. Oh, right. So it's okay, huh? We, we won't have to move in with you? Of course not, sir. And to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to move in with you. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Miracle suds, ladies. Yes, for all your nice things, Dreft offers brighter, fresher, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. You want your precious nylons to stay sheer and color fresh? Dreft them. Dreft keeps stockings lovelier and sheerer looking than any soap you ever used. You want that pretty new sweater to look fluffy? Dreft it. Dreft washes woolen softer and fluffier than ever before. And your nice undies. You want them to look bright and gay, washing after washing? Well, Dreft them. Dreft keeps dainty lingerie colors brighter and fresher far longer than even expensive soap flakes. You see, Dreft suds rinse clear. They never leave a dulling soap film in fabrics the way all soaps do. So pretty washables look their loveliest. Discover Dreft's wonders for your nice things. Get Dreft in the bright green package. Sure, don't get left. Get Dreft. That's the story, Tommy. <laughs> Some story. After hearing about Mr. Riley, I guess I'm not doing so bad with my in-laws after well, all. Well, here's the coffee. Sugar and cream, Tommy? Yeah, thank you. Uh, what was we talking about? Oh, yeah, in-laws. Tommy, let me tell you how I handled my in-laws. I've already told him, Riley. Yeah, but I... Uh, you mean the truth? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you had quite a time there, Mr. Riley. Well, yeah, but, but I, I don't want you to get the wrong impression, Tommy. I love my father-in-law. I get such a nice, warm feeling inside of me every time I think of my dear old father-in-law. 3,000 miles away in Brooklyn. Next week, we have a line of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix will soon be seen in the Paramount Picture. Blaze of Noon. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kosloff. The script by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shipp, and Jack Brecker. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Peg's father is Lou Merrill. And Tommy is Bill Stratton. 
This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history, use draft. Don't get left, get draft. Not 50, not 75, but 100%. Yes, Dreen reveals 100% of the natural beauty of your hair, removes all dulling soap film. For Dreen is not a soap shampoo, leaves no dull film as all soaps do. For brilliant glamour, you'll see what we mean. Because your hair can have that dazzling sheen. The very first time that you use Dreen. Never before Dreen could any shampoo leave hair so lustrous, yet so easy to manage. again next week when Draft, the sensing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes brings you The Life of Riley. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy, but your aching head and stomach hear this message from Old Speedy. Alka-Seltzer, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. An aching head fast. He was only as directed. Oh, what a relief it is. What a relief. Ah, uh, 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 don't touch that dial. Listen to... <laughs> yes, folks, it's another half hour of fun with Blondie and Dagwood. With Arthur Lake as Dagwood, Ann Rutherford as Blondie, and Hanley Stafford as Mr. Dithers. <laughs> for our weekly visit with your neighbors, the Bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue. Well, folks are up and stirring in the Bumstead home this morning. Blondie is downstairs stirring up a mess of pancakes, and Dagwood is upstairs just stirring up a mess. I have been robbed of a sock by a member of my own family. Oh, that's gratitude for you. Blondie, did you steal a sock from me? Certainly not. Well, I can't find the sock anyplace. I... Well, I'll look downstairs then. Blondie, now wait a minute. Can't you see that I've got one foot with a sock on it and the other foot's there? Yeah, I've known you to put both socks on one foot. Yeah, well, that's a little ridiculous, isn't it? Okay, just to make you happy, I'll look. <laughs> Who put this extra sock on my foot? Look at that. <laughs> I thought so. Now, hurry, dear. Hey, I wonder if I could have done this myself by any chance. You were awful sleepy when you woke up this morning, Pop. Yeah, for all I know, maybe I'm still a little sleepy now. Dagwood, you're going to be late to the office. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Gibbs says if I'm late again, he'll grab me by the head and then grab me by my feet and then play me like an accordion. <laughs> Listen, dear. Why? There's $2 in this envelope, yes. and I want you to stop at the bank and put it in our Christmas fund for next year. Okay, Blondie, you can trust me. Besides, uh, dear, I've got a surefire way of earning some extra money. Well, that's you know, good, but the last time I... you had an idea. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was the time that 
Company. We'll build you a house or build you a hovel and charge you less if you use a shovel. <laughs> JCD prayers at this end. Oh, hello, Woodley. Yeah, I wanted you to drop by and take a couple of chances on a punch board I have. You won't? Well, I was just looking for a sucker. Good morning, Mr. Oh, uh, never mind, Woodley. The man I'm looking for just walked in. Come on. Well, good morning, Dagwood. Hello. What's I... the matter? Well, uh... I'm always just a little bit worried when you smile at me like that. <laughs> I'm uh, never sure you're not going to bite me. Bite you? Mm. Please, I've just had my breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bunny, I'm going to give you a chance to do something fine and noble for charity. Oh, that's nice. I want you to take a couple of chances on this punch board. Yeah, I knew you'd put the bite on me, yeah. Well, uh, I just uh, don't have any money, Mr. Divitt. Well, how about an advance on your salary? Oh, oh no, thanks. I, I don't need it at this Look, time. Look, let's not be ungrateful. It, what? Take the chance. It, what? Take what? Oh, take the chance. Oh, the, oh no. I, I, I'd, rather not, uh, I'd rather not take the chance. <laughs> or the advance right now. I am really not... Hey, what's really... in this envelope sticking out of your pocket? Oh, no, no. No, no, don't open that, Mr. Divitt. Leave me alone. No, 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 don't. Blondie will skin me. Well, she'll have to wait. I'm first. Uh-huh. It's money. Oh, okay, okay. How much are the punches? How much have you got here? Two dollars. That's just how much the punches are. Yeah. Now, go ahead. For two dollars, you can punch any way you like. <laughs> oh, can I? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Here you go. Hey, both of Hey. Lower that lunch hook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean the punch board. <laughs> well, I'll try this one right here. Let's see. Oh, huh? Uh, what does it say? Yeah. Well, they usually say, better luck next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yours will probably say, tough luck, Cutter. Yeah. Oh, it will? <laughs> oh, this one just says, you win the grand prize. You always smoked the grand prize. Oh, no. It was? Well, I thought I had my thumb over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that, that, that's wonderful. Uh, what is the grand prize? Well, let's see. Winner is entitled to one genuine... Synthetic blue-white plastic diamond rings mounted in real platinum-type tin. <laughs> and you won it. Oh, it's not fair. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 no. A real... Oh, my, a diamond ring. Oh, I can give Blondie a diamond ring after all of these years. Oh, gosh, Mr. Giddish. Thank you for making me take that chance. Mm-hmm. You're the sweetest and nicest, the most thoughtful and considerate bossy pie I've ever had. Oh, you shut up! you might like to come along. Gee, I don't think I can today. But wait a minute, you told me yesterday you didn't have a sense. Uh, well, I didn't yesterday. 
But I got up in the middle of the night and went to my favorite bank, the J.C. Ditter's First National Blue Surge. Cora, <laughs> you didn't go through his pockets again. Uh-huh. <gasps> I found $13 and a deck of marked cards. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning at breakfast, we played a little blackjack, and now I have $46. <laughs> How'd you do that? I changed the marks on the cards. <laughs> Well, I guess that's one way of getting money from your husband. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best way. Oh, I love to play blackjack with Julius. Either with cards or with a real blackjack. Shame on you, Cora. Oh, Blondie, I've always got to be watching him. Well, I've got to watch Dagwood, too, but for another reason. He's got a new idea for making extra money. Oh? Well, what is it this time? Well, I'm not quite positive, but... I found a book on how to raise silkworms, or how to worm your way into a fortune. <laughs> oh, I see. He's going to toil not while they spin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was saying something clever. Just imagine sitting back, <laughs> sitting back there and letting a worm support you. Why not? I've been doing it for years. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Maybe when I finish my shopping, I'll drop in on Julius and see which way my worm is turning today. Oh, sorry you can't run along with me, Blondie. So am I. Bye, Cora. <laughs> That must be that funny-looking office boy. Uh, come on in, dopey. Bumps. Yeah, oh, is oh, I, I didn't know it was you, Mr. Diddy. Oh, you didn't, huh? Oh, no. I'd never call you dopey to your face. <laughs> no. uh, uh, what did you want, dopey? Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me again. Certainly. Yes. Bumps said I've been thinking about the ring you wore. Ah. And I've decided to give you $3 for it. Oh, no, Mr. Diddy. I'm giving that ring to Blondie. I don't know why I let you play that punch board in the first place. Mm. Bum said you spell trouble for me. Yeah, okay. T-R-U-B-B-E-L. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, when you were a child, did your nurse use your head to keep the door from banging? Oh, <laughs> oh no. We were too poor to afford a nurse, Miss Billy. Yeah, and Mother had to do that. <laughs> well, Bum said for the last time, tell me that winning chance for $13. Now, look, here's $3 in cash uh -huh. and the $10 bill I'm not sure of. Yes. <laughs> no, no, look, Mr. Gitter, that ring is for Blondie. Um, no. My answer is absolutely no. K-N-O-W. <laughs> oh, fine. F-E-I-N. Now, look. After you have lunch, take those blueprints over to the foreman of the Rodney Bell job. Yes, yes, sir. And I don't want to catch you going home or... Pulling around on company time. Well, don't worry, Mr. Getty. You won't catch me. Goodbye. Yes, this lucky punch seems to be in correct order, Mr. Bumstead. The glass jewelry company is always happy to donate a prize to a worthy charitable cause. Ah. Ah, there's your ring. A lovely setting, isn't it? Yeah, the setting is beautiful, but uh, where's the diamond? Mr. Bonstead, ah. how much 
did this diamond cost you? Uh, $2. For $2, how can you expect to see it with the naked eye? Uh, yeah, well... Uh, Here. Here, Mr. Bumstead, will I put this magnifying glass over it? Hmm. Now, how is it? Oh, oh, that's, that's better. I can see it now. Oh. Yeah, but look, I, I don't think Blondie will like to wear it with a magnifying glass over it all the time. <laughs> Mr. Bumstead, uh, I like you. Oh, I, I like you, too. Well, that's nice. Mm. And because I like you, I'm going to do you a favor. <laughs> okay, because I like you, I'm going to accept the favor. We're getting along just dandy, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, I'm going to allow you to use this free ring as a liberal down payment on a really lovely golden smoky yellow diamond. A diamond your wife would be proud to wear. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly afford it. Absolutely, positively not. Okay, where do I sign my life away? Right here, Mr. Bumstead. Yeah, oh, thank you. Bumstead, there. Mr. Bumstead, believe me. No other store would give you these friendly credit terms. Why, they're almost chummy. Only one dollar and ten cents a week. Yeah, and only for 12 years, too. Of course, I'll have to go without lunches to do it, I guess. Well, as soon as we check your credit rating, we'll deliver this beautiful ring to your office. Is that correct? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, Blondie will love it. <laughs> but, gee, 12 years is a long time to go without lunches. Oh, but Mr. Bumstead, you can do it. You can do it. You'll just have to pull in your belt. Pull it in? I'll have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was gone so long, Mr. Dillard. Well, that's all right, Bunny Boy. I didn't miss you a bit. Yeah, well, I, I went over to that jewelry shop first before I took the plans over to the Carson job, or, or no, the Rodney Bell job. I'll have a surprise for you in a little while, too. I have a surprise for you right now. Oh, did something happen while I was out? Oh, yeah, yeah, senor. Mm. A very cute girl was in here playing the punch board. Yeah, oh. And when she didn't win, she was just heartbroken. Oh, oh, now, isn't that too bad? Yet she just sat in my lap and cried her beautiful big eyes out. Mm. Look how wet my lapels are. Oh. Anyway, here's the $13. It, it, what's this for? Deadwood, I just didn't have the heart to send her away without a prize of some sort. So when they delivered your ring, I gave it to her. <laughs> Holy smoke, he fainted. What a hand. All right, Bum said, all right. I'll give you the girl's name and address. Oh, thanks, Mr. Diddy. Now I can get Blondie's diamond rings back to her. Now, just a second. I'll step in my office and get it. Let's see. I might just as well pick any girl's name from the phone book and send it to see her while I try to find out what the right girl's name was. Oh, this page is as good as any. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Now, let's see where Miss Moe is. <laughs> oh, where, uh, Dadwood? Oh, yes, Mr. Diddy. Did, did you find the girl's address? I found one. Uh, uh it. Uh, uh, here you are, lad. Oh, it's, oh, it's way across town. Well, I, I, uh, well, I'd better phone Blondie and tell her I'll, I'll be working late. Mm, you know, I, I don't want Blondie to worry, Mr. Diddy. <laughs> Thank you.
if this is the address. Mm, well, I won't take no for an answer. If necessary, I'll be rough. I've got to be rough. Well, hello there. Rough. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, thank you. I, I'm sorry. You, you see, that kind of slipped out. <laughs> Sometimes my whistler just whistles all of a sudden. <laughs> Won't you come in and tell me what you're selling? Oh, I'm not selling anything. I... I just oh, wanted... you poor thing. You look so worried. <laughs> just oh. as though you had the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm. If you don't mind my making a figure of speech. Oh, that's with your figure. It's very hard to make speech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how gallant of you. Oh, uh, I, it's, uh, it's getting uh, sort of warm in here, isn't it? Well, but then I've always found out that all men of your type are gallant. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Listen to that radiator bubbling. Oh, is that the radiator? <laughs> I thought it was me for a minute. <laughs> I thought my blood was beginning to boil over a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're so nice. Well, you're so... About that ring... Uh... I, I wonder if a man like you wouldn't be glad to do an itsy-bitsy favor for a girl like me. You would, wouldn't you? Well, you see, I, uh... I knew you'd say yes. You see, here is my problem. If I don't find somebody... Okay, Woodley. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. Everything that happened when Big Brain gets back. If he ever does. Yeah, oh, oh, hello, Blondie. Oh, I see you've bought yourself a new hat. Oh, no, Mr. Diddy. That's not what's in this hat box. I just brought Dagwood one of those big sandwiches he likes. And it just fits into this hat box. Where's Dagwood, Mr. Diddy? I'm sorry, but I can't tell you. Mr. Diddy, I very rarely lose my temper. But when I do, look out. Now, now, now Blondie, if you think you can threaten me, you've got another thing coming. That's what I mean, all right. Mr. Diddy, look me in the eye. Okay, you can't stare me down. Just watch me. Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, well, here. Here's the woman to dress, but if I were you, I'd... Goodbye. That speed must run in the family. <laughs> oh, what a switch. This time, Dagwood's going to be caught in an embarrassing spot instead of poor old... Happy me. Oh, hello, Woodley. Dithers again. Listen to this. Blondie just dropped in and forced me to tell her where Dagwood is. And she went out of here like a rocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a day. And on top of everything else, a lucky little lady is going to be mighty grateful to me for that diamond ring. Julia Caesar. Whoa! <laughs> there goes my happy ending. Goodbye, Woodley. What lucky lady is going to be grateful for what diamond ring? Well, uh, And be uh, sure you give me the right answer. Your physical well-being is hanging in the balance. <laughs> oh, all right. I was going to surprise you, dear. Why, Julius? Oh, how I hate this. I, I'm going to give you a diamond ring. Julius, darling. And I'm going to give you a great big kiss. Oh, Cora, don't. I've been punished enough. <laughs>
console myself if she answers the door. Or maybe I'll just let myself go and start pulling hair. Oh, but Blondie. Dagwood Bumstead. Oh, oh, oh. Boy, am I glad to see you. Dad. Uh, what are you doing? Yes, you? Well, dear, I'm having a little trouble with a girl. Oh, oh Dad. No, 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 no. It isn't anything to feel that way about Blondie, dear. No, no. It's just my whole life, that's all. Oh, no, 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 dear. Well, look, come on in and help me, Blondie. Will you please? Oh, thanks, dear. Well, yeah. all right. I guess you need me now more than ever. Oh, well, it isn't that bad, dear. Well, where is she? She's right in the next room, and, well, she's very cute. <laughs> Cuter than me? Well, yes, in a way, dear, yes. Oh, Dad, what? Yeah, and, well, she's a little bit younger, too, Blondie. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes, <laughs> 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 yes, yes, look at her. Dad, what? You're a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> you see, dear, but the only thing is that been having a little trouble. They don't use the old-fashioned safety pins anymore, and I, I don't understand these new-fashioned ones. It's been a long time since Cookie was this little girl. Oh, Jacqueline, mm. I just want you to know something. Right. I forgive you for all the things you weren't doing that I thought you were doing. <laughs> oh, that, I did, I did, uh, I, what was that again? So this is how you were going to earn some extra money. Well, uh, not exactly. I, I sort of got talked into this, and, and I, I don't know how to do anything with babies except sing. <laughs> Rock-a-bye, baby, in a treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. That babysitting has sure given me a terrific appetite. Well, that's why I'm stopping here at the Dithers Company. I made a big, fat sandwich for you. But when Mr. Dithers gave me that woman's address, I just dropped the box and ran. Oh, well, I'll get it right now. I, I've... Yeah, well, I, I've got a key to the offices. Yeah, here it is. So now, you wait in the car, dear. See, now, let's see now. Hey, this is J.C. Dithers Company office. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yes, it is. And uh, yeah, I'm not... I can guess who you are since you have the key to the office. Mm. I came here to shake the hand. Yeah, well, how do you do? The hand of a perfect heel. You can give me back my fingers, please. Yeah. I've got a couple, a couple of things for you, man, Mr. Dithers. Yeah, but I'm not Mr. Dithers. Well, you can take the... <laughs> my nose. Hey, and, and this. Oh, well, look, it's a ring. Yeah, yeah, and it's a pleasure to throw it in your face. After this, Mr. Davis, don't, don't give presents to my girl. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> thanks very much, and come again, anytime. Yeah, so we, Whoopi. 
What's the matter, Mr. Diddy? Look, Blondie, look. Look at the lovely diamond ring Julia just gave me. Oh. Isn't it wonderful? Did you ever see anything like it? Why, yes, Cora, I have. Look at the diamond ring that Dagwood just gave me. Well, now, wasn't that... Mm, look at the size of it. Why, it makes my diamond look dinky. Julia Caesar Dithers. Folks, <laughs> can you ruin my life again? Arthur Lake and Ann Rutherford came to you through the facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. I'm a very lucky boy. I'd get a casino pop. Good. Sure. Because. One, on the outside there's a delicious hard candy. Two, on the inside there's a chewy, chocolatey Tootsie Roll Center. And three, a Tootsie Roll Pop has that extra special flavor giving goodness. Because only a Tootsie Roll Pop is two candies in one pop. And you remind your mom to buy the Tootsie Roll Pop party pack. Ten delicious pops in assorted flavors. And look, there's a game of puzzle on the back, too. So remember, all of the kids in the neighborhood say Tootsie Roll Pops is triple good, triple good. You'll love Tootsie Roll Pops. When the blue of the night meets the gold of the day, Someone wait for me. This is Ken Carpenter. Welcome you to the Bing Crosby Show, brought to you by General Electric Company, makers of famous, dependable kitchen and home laundry appliances. Produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the Bears and Bing's guests. Ella Fitzgerald, and Joe Venuti. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Bing. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Oh, Bing, you look nice and relaxed. Oh, yes. Don't tell me you're all set for Christmas. Yep, got all my Christmas shopping done. Except for one present. Mm -hmm. Only one present to go, huh? Haven't bought Bob Hope's Christmas present yet. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I'd have something to talk about tonight. (laughs) I wonder what Hope's going to send you for Christmas. I don't know. What product is he broadcasting for this year? That's what I'll get. (laughs) Well, Bob's on the air for Jell-O this season. Working for Jell-O, huh? Well, he's got the jowls for it, I guess. (laughs) You can enlarge on that, can't you? Yes, I think I could. That boy wobbles pretty good all over. (laughs) In three 
delicious dimensions. All right. Uh, gee, Bing, if you know you're going to get Jell-O from Bob for Christmas, there isn't any surprise for you when you open your present. Oh, yes, there is. Big element of surprise. How's that figure? I don't know whether I'm going to get strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, or lime. <laughs> I have a hunch who gets the raspberry. Just so I get something. Yeah. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. what are you going to get for Bob? A GE product, naturally. Naturally. Sure. Are you giving him a GE Stratoliner range, perchance? No. A GE food freezer, maybe? No. Oh, I know. You're getting Bob a GE ringer washer. Well, I'd like to run him through a ringer, and heaven knows he needs washing. <laughs> but that's not the gift I'm giving him. <laughs> well, then what general electric product are you giving him? A light bulb. <laughs> A light bulb? Yeah, on Christmas morning when someone asks him what's new, he can say 150. <laughs> what's new? Are you listening? Oh, oh yes, you that's me? W-A-T-T-S, folks. <laughs> we have to spell them. Let them go. <laughs> anyway, Ken, I'm sure Hope will like my gift because he needs a new bulb for his necktie. <laughs> right now, I think I'd like to get into the opening selection, which happens to be a thing called Sleigh Bell Serenade. John Scott, Tinkle Tinkle.
shilly-dilly, Bing. Thank you, Kissy. I understand you have news of the greatest double bill since Broadway Melody of 1936, and Frankenstein goes to college. Oh, indeed I have, There Bing. was a duo. Did you catch that? Oh, I loved them both. Nice omelet. Favorite yeah. picture. <laughs> but this is the wonderful two appliance and one delight of the General Electric Refrigerator Food Freezer. Proceed, Kenneth. You've excited me. And man. with good reason. Two appliances in one captivating cabinet. That's the great General Electric Refrigerator Food Freezer. First off, there's that marvelous moist, cold refrigerator. Oh, and how General Electric's famous moist, cold protects your food. It keeps fruits, meats, and vegetables fresher than a floor walker's carnation. <laughs> and though you live to be older than Hope's gag lines, you never have to defrost the refrigerator section because frost just never builds up. Jack Bing. And up on top of this refrigerator, my friends, you'll find a terrific zero-degree food freezer. Has its own door, its own separate refrigerating system, its own temperature control. Capacity, up to 70 pounds. Keeps food frozen and fresh up to a year. Uh, Ken, let me slip in here with an edgewise word and say that there are more than 3,500,000 General Electric refrigerators with sealed-in systems still operating merrily after 10 and 15 and even 20 years of service. Well, sure, Bing. That's dependability, General Electric style. My good brethren, why don't you scramble across the rooftops down to your General Electric dealer and see a General Electric refrigerator food freezer. You can cart one home on your scooter for only about $5.48 a week after down payment. Now, I note the jazz band is gathering with horns, mutes, and fly swatters, which reminds me that we are affixing to render a little song called Some Sunny Day. A one, a two. <laughs> I'd like to present a very wonderful singer, a great recording star who's long been a favorite of yours and certainly of mine, Miss Ella Fitzgerald.
Thank you, Dean. Hello, what's your opening selection tonight? I thought I might do a medley of songs. You can never miss with a medley. What do you got there? Let me see. Trying? Oh, that's the song you got a big record out now. My favorite song. And the Devil in the Deep Blue Sea. So that's a very stylish treatment. Step right in here, Ella. Take over.
blending together on something later, huh? But now I see Ken Carpenter has his hand raised just to ask a question. Your problem, young man? Oh, I do have a question, mm -hmm. Bing. What's cheerful and bright and packed to bursting with food? Andy Devine. <laughs> no, oh. not Andy Devine. Oh, a yeah. General Electric food freezer, oh. Bing. I blush scarlet to my wedgies, Ken. I should have known. You certainly should. You stay after show. A General Electric food freezer stores plenty. Stacks of steaks, pounds of leafy greens, cakes, pies, and ice cream. Truly a fat boy's delight in how this dandy holds the flavor in said savory victuals. Months and months after you store them, they're still as fresh as desert rain, dripping with flavor. What's more, with this glistening beauty, you can enjoy any kind of food any season of the year. Oh, Ken, my taste buds are bursting into fullest bloom. Well, now let's wake up your monetary instincts. People tell us they save money with General Electric food freezers. They buy in quantity when foods are in season and prices are low. They can take advantage of food sales. And to venture further into the figure department, I understand it's 20% quieter and 13% cheaper to operate than previous models. Mm -hmm. Plus which, it's styled so even the smallest of gals can reach into every corner. And it's dependable. But that's no news. All General Electric appliances are that. General Electric means dependability. My good friends, clamber into your Apperson Jackrabbit or your Stevens Durier or your Stutz Bearcat and buzz on down to your GE dealer. Sign up for a General Electric food freezer. Maybe even in time for Christmas. Costs only about $4.71 a week after a small down payment. The time has arrived for the spotlight to fall on the mad violinist from Philadelphia. As a boy, this gentleman practiced the violin in the shadow of Independence Hall. He's been doing pretty much as he pleases ever since, too. Here now is the completely disorganized Joe Venuti. Is this the place? Yes, <laughs> Joe, this is the place. Hey, what's the new, kid? That's W-A-T-T-S-A. <laughs> Never mind spelling it. Don't spell it. What are you going to play for us, Joe? Well, I've been rehearsing Caprice Venoir all week. Ah, Caprice Venoir, huh? So I think I'll play Lady Be Good. <laughs> I might have known. Well, take over, Joe.
Very flashy, Joe. Wonderful. Now, folks, if Miss Fitzgerald will return, we'd like to blend on that great Christmas favorite for the kiddies. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. You all set, Ella? All set, Bing. Okay, John. Let's talk about Rudy, huh? Well, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Is it Herman? No. Is it Sherman? No. Is it Eddie? Is it Freddie? Oh, no, no, no. Is it Hart? Is it Schaffner? Is it Moss, perhaps? Oh, you'll never, never guess it. Don't snap your cap. Talking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, him. Had a very shiny nose. So I've heard. They say if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Like a hot radish. All of the other reindeers. Used to laugh and call him names. Rudolph is a red nose. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Uh, then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, hey, Rudolph, uh, I say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeers loved him. And they shouted out with the red nosed reindeer. You go down in history with the streets from Bosses to Terry Snoot. If you go that close like a light at your roots. With his pink bazoo, he guided the sleigh. He's a hero. Why, Rudolph saved the day. Rudolph has got his red nose in the reindeer hall of fame. Rudolph's the red nosed favorite. Of the little reindeer day. Rudolph the North Pole big shot rides around in Santa's sleigh. Wearing a green fedora, smoking a cigar all day. This story has a moral anyone can plainly see. Just keep your red nose a gleaming, you go down in history. If you keep your nose a red, red rose If you keep your beak all pink and sleek And if you keep your snars maroon because You'll go down in history Thank you, Ella. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Say, Ken, what's the nicest thing you can have to cook your Christmas dinner? Well, I'd like to say Marilyn Monroe. You won't. <laughs> no, no, I should say a General Electric Constellation ring. Oh, we've been playing pool with hope again, haven't we? Huh? So. But that's quite an astute observation, Ken. A GE Constellation's just the thing. For instance, consider the Yuletide repast from a woman's angle. Consider the food juggling involved. Whipping in the turkey, zipping out the pies, sliding in the biscuits, gliding out the cookies. Oh, a woman's lot is not an easy one come the troublous day of Joyo Noel. Uh, sadly true. Mm -hmm. But that's what General Electric's great double oven constellation was made for, simply to do away with all this juggling. The solution is two ovens. With this constellation, the little woman can bake and broil at the same time. Both ovens are completely independent of one another. And in the General Electric Constellation, you get all these wizardries, plus speed cooking cal rod units. Plus automatic food timer. Plus push-button control. Plus which, the General Electric Constellation costs you only about $4.05 a week after a small down payment. And that's more pluses than you'll find in a fifth-grade mathematics book. But it's a fact. 
Two ovens is the up-to-date way to cook. Your General Electric dealer will love to prove that to you if you'll just step in and see him. Incidentally, I can't conceive of a nicer bobble to hang on the Christmas tree than a GE Constellation range. Say, folks, here's the ballad now from the Paramount Technicolor musical, The Road to Bally. Birkin Van Heusen's To See You Is To Love You. Mr. Buddy Cole handles the pretty piano passages which you'll hear in the verse. Before you can say I like you, you gotta know people a while. Watch their little tricks, listen to their talk, see the way they walk and how they smile. That's a rule that's tried and true, a rule that you're the one exception to. To see you love you, and I see you everywhere, in the sunrise, in the moon glow, any place I look, you're there, to see you is to want you, and I see you all the time on a sidewalk in a doorway on the lonely stairs I climb someday let me show you how happy ending stars you'll find how
Thank you very much. And now my thanks to Ella Fitzgerald and Joe Venuti for joining us this evening. Hope to see you next week, folks, the same time, the same place, when we're planning to do our Christmas show. Our guest will be Mr. Gary Crosby. Meanwhile, remember General Electric Dependability. You can't see it, but it's there in every single GE appliance you buy. You can put your confidence in General Electric. Thank you all, and good night. The show was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Tune in next week and they're Bing and his guest, Gary Crosby. Mm-hmm.